0: Hi, this is Cam Smith, and this is the podcast of Triple R's Eat It, a weekly radio show about food and drink, broadcast live on Triple R from Melbourne, Australia, every Sunday. Hope you enjoy the podcast, and feel free to get in touch with us via the Triple R website.
1: Hey, guys, why don't
2: we eat? There don't cause a fuss. I love your spam. I love it. I'm oh, in Spam, Spam, Spam.
0: Cornblast. Cornblast. Cornblast, Cornblast. Any man fancy a pint? Suit you, sir. Spam, 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 baked beans, Spam, 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 and Spam. I said I don't want any damn vegetables. Lentils are really good, you know? Mmm, forbidden donut. Oh. the table. (laughs) What drums say? Well, the drum says that it's the afternoon. Those are the afternoon drummings uh, that we have here at 3RRFM. And uh, and we're back. uh, We've just done the Studio 2 shuffle, which has reminded us of Victoria Street. And being a participant in that is my... First, well, fabulous producer, great human being, a good buddy of mine, Matt Stedman. Hello.
1: Hello, Cameron Smith, and Happy New Year, everyone. Oh, it, it feels odd, mouthful. feels odd saying that in February, isn't it? Anyway, uh, first show back for the year for us. Yeah. You've been here. You've been hanging out in the beach shack, though.
0: Oh, yeah. We had to put the padlocks on the doors and, <laughs> uh, yeah, a little bit of the cyclone fencing around the old shack, yeah. uh, but uh, I don't know. I've got this weird feeling that we might be back in the shack. Ah. Kent and my good self. Yes. Um, Kent, are you listening? Are you there? Where are you? Uh, thank you to uh, the fabulous Kent Goldsworthy who helped yes. me out at the shack. Um, just create the this beautiful place in space. And, um, and of course, I should probably nod my head... Um, to um, you know, the inspiration that came from possibly someone who's on a little bit later in mm-hmm. the afternoon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it uh, does Ebb tide, perhaps. Mm. Uh, that is the original inspiration. But um, yeah, we did uh, we did some good tunes over summer, and but it's great to be back here, and we're starting off the year with a ripper of a show. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, I get to see you, which is great. Yes. And uh, awaiting us in the green room is Rosa Mitchell. Yes. Rosa Mitchell, of course, from Rosa's Canteen. If you haven't tried Rosa's food,
1: mm. you should know that her cooking technique is strong. <laughs> yes. Wow, bloody delicious! I've never had uh, anything other than an awesome meal. Yes, when visiting roses, but it's, it's roses good.
0: canteen mm-hmm. down there at uh, the west side of the city. On uh, it's on Burke Street, isn't
1: it? Of course. Yeah, sort of near, behind Burke Street, sort of yeah, Little near, Burke, near the courts, near the Supreme Court. There, I think you overlook the Supreme Court. There's in an area
0: there that has Movida, Aqui. Yes. Uh, which is good. Yes, and, and there is. There's this fabulous view from a Rose's Canteen where you can see the dome of the Supreme Court. Yes. And uh, ponder
1: people pondering on weighty matters. I think a few years ago it actually graduated from being a canteen to a kitchen, Rose's Kitchen.
0: Oh, it has to. Mm. Yes, I got that wrong. It got before. promoted a few years ago.
1: Rightly so. Thank you, Matt. Thank
0: you, Matt. Mm. Uh, Rosa's mastermind subject shall be uh, the Apollo Bay Seafood Festival that Ah. is happening from the 18th. I think that's a Saturday. Mm -hmm. Uh, Rosa will have all the dates uh, in a couple of weeks. And uh, it's great that it's going to be happening again after a hiatus. What sort of hiatus? You know. The COVID
1: kind. It's funny. It's only 12 months ago. It was still... Still lingering as an impactful thing in our lives. Now, obviously, there's still a lot of people uh, being affected by COVID, but um... but hey, we're just
0: going good luck. Yeah,
1: we just <laughs> hey, let's just wing it now. Yeah, that's
0: pretty much it. I think you know, <laughs> lots of luck, everybody. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, that's sort of the way the it seems to be moving. But the great thing is that we all get to come together, and not only is there going to be a very, very, very strong and yummy. Um, culinary aspect to mm-hmm. the Apollo Bay Seafood Festival, but I think part of the thing that makes it such a laudable thing is the quality of the talk about the sustainability of the seas yeah. and um, and the food that comes from the seas and what do we do and how do we go going forward and great discussions and if you go to if you want to play along with us go to Apollo Bay Seafood Festival and you'll find that um, there are podcasts from the yeah. talks that have happened there previously. So mark it out in your diary and uh, Rosa will tell you about her favourite ingredient, which we're going to talk about. Not crayfish, mm. not those high-falutin abalone's. Mm. No, <laughs> no. Not even those feral sea urchins. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about sardines. Oh, nice. Yeah, mm. and uh, then we're going to go to market and have a chat to John, who's relocated to Shed Sea. Very strange. Yes. <laughs> it's really weird. Well,
1: after, you know, literally generations of, of having the same stall, it's three generations of having the same stall. It is quite an upheaval to have From to
0: move to another shed. At shed to sea shed. And, um, yeah, and people that know John might be a little bit surprised <laughs> to hear that he's a little bit grumpy. <laughs> Stop laughing like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, he's gone through some changes. But, uh. I'll let him tell how long he's going to be out of that Shed, and it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's a significant time. Uh, and then to finish up, we have the redoubtable, the wonderful, the uh, languid mm-hmm. Duncan Buchanan.
1: Who will play his own little um, intro for. Yes, he's a winemaker on the morning to finish. He's got a new gig and he's going to tell us all about it, which is very exciting.
0: It is very, very exciting. And he's going to tell us a little bit about vintage, which has been...
1: Less exciting? Long yeah. and laboured and languid as well, actually, too. We were in the city yesterday and people were getting around, bearing in mind it's February, we're getting around in their big puffer jackets, which is... Not great for, uh, you know, us, and it's also not great for the grapes. I had the raincoat on. Yeah, you did too. You yeah, I did Friday. too. Yeah, yeah
0: I did. came in with a raincoat, mm-hmm. and I was very, very glad that I packed it, because I thought, this is overkill, what are you doing?
1: And then... And then you got outside, you're like, oh! I needed it. Where did we go, though? Oh, on Friday, we had... Um, uh, uh, we were saying this could be one of the great perches in... Um in Melbourne Hospitality. A great place to sit and just people watch and observe. My two favourite seats possibly are near Melbourne Dining. Yes. So we were at the end of the bar at Bar Larinho mm. where you can just look down the bar. You can see into the kitchen. Down the barrel. You can see all the waiters bringing you plates of yummy food. Yes. And sometimes we got
0: Matt McConnell himself coming yes, up that and, is true. and doing it. And, that is gee,
1: true. It hasn't changed. It's just delicious, and Matt has got the gift. He really, really does. He was excited. He's just in, he's just purchased a brand new combi oven. He was like a, a oh, an excited was. little kid. I can do anything now. <laughs> and said, it you he' not <laughs> have to bend over them." Which is
0: yeah, he was very, very happy. Uh, very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. What's, that What's that in your, your mouth? mouth? Hmm. Um, I've been cooking um, to suit the seasons, Uh, so uh, midweek I did uh, a big bowl of, a big pot of uh, spaghetti bolognese, Yes, a bolognese sauce, in the grassy fashion, which is, we could also say, uh, the Genovese. Yes. Fashion, looking at Rosen, that's good. She didn't snap her <laughs> neck around, so obviously I haven't murdered the pronunciation too badly. Uh, but that's highly aromatic uh, with a little bit of clove, a little bit of nutmeg. And uh, it's funny, I
1: stretched it out over um, two, two days. Mm. Was it better the second day? So, so often is a ragu?
0: Oh, yeah, it certainly is. And I actually mm. made it the night before and didn't even oh, touch it until go. the next clever. Yeah, yeah. clever. But the
1: first day I had
0: just... Normal quotation marks, mm-hmm. uh,
1: parmesan on top. Mm-hmm. Define, define normal parmesan
0: grana, you know, yeah. uh, grana, uh, grana padana, grana yeah, padana? yeah, yeah, not not the reg, you know, mm-hmm. not gonna put reggiano mm-hmm. on your pasta. Was you're gonna have somebody slapping me, going, What are you doing that for? You know, you ever had any Italians around? But I did something really, really weird because mm-hmm. we'd sort of run out of um, the good grana. And right at the back of the cupboard hmm. was the green cylinder. Oh no! <laughs> yes, it was green cylinder. Oh. Parmesan spew cheese. Oh spew cheese! Spew cheese! And it was weird because it just it was the it was not quite like a Proustian Madeleine, right? You know, it set off the whole thing of my where's my life, uh-huh. you know. But that flavour profile, that really high. Acid, it just brought back so much memories. Oh, um, I yeah, it was kind of good. It I was weird.
1: Met, I, I think every uh, child of the eighties, as I am, that sort of seared into their brain. When, whenever mum and dad, or even mum used to cook spag bowl and dad would have the the mm-hmm. the weird process, of green parmesan, yeah. Oh.
0: No, and uh, the one that lasts so long because uh, yes. way back decades before uh, they used to put wood shavings in there. No, they used to have cellulose in there <laughs> as a to, as an anti caking thing. Um, in your mouth? Oh, look, nothing.
1: Nothing of note. We should press on. We, we should got, we because got such we need Rose. Show.
0: Yeah, let's get Rose in. Uh, hey, thanks for joining us, folks. Hmm. Rosa Mitchell. After this, first show for twenty twenty three. And uh, you are listening to Eat It here on 3 Triple FM Broadcasting, of course, from beautiful downtown East Brunswick. I've got Matt here. Hello. Uh, we've had coffee. It's all good. I've had a croissant. But the most exciting news at the moment, oh, you have done notes, wow, uh, is <laughs> that we have Rosa Mitchell here. Rosa, what a delight to see you. Happy New Year. Big hugs.
3: Thank you so much for coming in. Oh, thanks for inviting me. It's very exciting.
0: Oh, it's it's a pleasure. It's always, always great to see you. Um, And um, Rose's Restaurant? No.
3: Rose's Canteen?
0: It is still canteen.
3: Yeah, it used to be kitchen. Now it's canteen. It's the other way around. The other way around. <laughs> right
0: all along. Hey. Actually, you know,
3: in a way you're right. Because can when I get I f-
0: that in writing? not when, uh, <laughs>
3: when I first started at the CAE building, that was Ro- Rose's Canteen. Yeah, and then it became... And then it became Rose's Kitchen and now it's back to Rose's Canteen. <laughs> yes.
0: So you're both right. It's still... Um, it's a really, really beautiful space that you cook in. It is in. a lovely
3: space. Gosh, yeah. it's,
0: it's lovely, big and open and, um, and you'd be a fool. Not to go there and eat some glorious food, but uh, Thank you. we need to talk a little bit about um, Apollo Bay Seafood Festival, mm-hmm. which has returned after a long hiatus. I think and the last one was twenty nineteen. Correct. Correct. Monday. Um, it is resuming, and it's going to be starting on uh, February the eighteenth.
3: Well, it sort 17th, of starts on 8th. the Friday on the Friday night. There's a, a little bit of a launch on the Friday afternoon, and then Friday night, a lot of the local restaurants are putting on a seafood. Sort of dinner that you can sort of go to. How good so every would that restaurant be, huh? sort of participating, yeah. yeah. And then, um, of course, the the Saturday and the Sunday, the sort of big days. They have the big harbour there. They open up and have food all along the harbour. Let's hope the weather's not cold like yesterday.
0: <laughs> I look. I reckon you can deal with cold. Okay. I'm. I'm actually the the opposite view. I think it'd be all right if it's a bit chilly. It's just if you know when it becomes say, over 35 degrees, yeah. then it just becomes... Oh.
3: I guess if you're on the water, though, it's always a little bit cooler, so hopefully...
0: And also that's one of the great things about Apollo Bay because it has some of the coldest bloody water temperatures anywhere in Australia. It needs to be in the, be in the mid-30s, you know,
3: to get in the to water. actually get in the water. It's a bit like warnable and down that way. Oh, yeah, oh, 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 yeah it's freezing.
0: <laughs> uh, a freezing, freezing cold. So... Um, there is the website to have a look at apollo bay seafood festival it 's a really really lovely um well nice design website isn 't
3: it it is it's very good
0: so it 's got all the stuff there tell us what 's uh, what are you going to be doing?
3: Um, Well, I'm hoping to do some cooking classes with uh, sardines, my my favourite fish, so um, I'm not sure exactly what time I'm on or anything, but um, yeah, I'll be talking all about sardines, which um, yeah, is close to my heart and a bit of a sore point at the moment because we can't get local sardines anymore. From the bay. Yep.
0: There's no commercial fishing whatsoever. No. It's, It's weird, but there is farming. So Lance Whiffen has got, you know, those muscle leases yeah. down there. He's able to do his stuff. Yeah. But it seems... It's ex- the
3: saddest thing. It really is.
0: And one could say that it is a completely political decision to... Oh, it's to... very political. Oh, okay, right, okay. Yeah, and very political. Even... Right, yeah. Well, why is it political? Tell us the...
3: Um, look, I don't want to get <laughs> into it's, trouble. Uh, two Two but...
0: words. Amateur there, was, there was
3: something like 42 or 43 um, professional fishermen out there mm. compared to over 500,000 recreational fishermen.
0: Recreational fishermen. Who,
3: who wanted to fish without the, the other people, so they, they got them. Mm. The government brought back licenses, and uh, the last one, who was Phil that was doing the sardines, Phil McAdam, he, he just finished up in, what, last year? Yeah, so. Mm. And now, you know, and, and the thing is, I can understand some of the fish, you know, it's. But sardines. It's like we're
0: taking swordfish out of the is bay, like,
3: you know, and or
0: orange roughy. Exactly.
3: exactly. Sardines, and, and you know, the, half of the sardines that were fished were for bait anyway, which is used by the recreational fishermen. Yeah. So it sort of doesn't make sense. So unfortunately now. And they're
0: prolific, and very and, and, prolific. and they're and they're they're naughty. They're always on the go. It yeah. seems like so. They're always reproducing. Yeah.
3: So now at the moment we get them from Lake Entrance, which. We don't get them. People in Lake Entrance like to hold on to those. But, yeah, so we get a few it's from there. Like
0: bloody Nick Maluk.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yes. We, which is an amazing restaurant, by the way.
0: Yeah, we need to talk about that. We'll do that after. Yeah. Well, maybe yeah. we'll do it because, yes. Um, so, so there's no sardines to the bay. That's the bad news. The good news, you'll be doing sardines yep. in Apollo Bay. Yep. Uh, do
3: they get them down in Apollo Bay? I don't think <clears> so. Do they get
0: them down to Apollo Bay?
3: <laughs> I don't. Think so. No. I might be wrong. I um I had a list of what they do fish down there, and the sardines didn't come up. But they'll they'll be fairly close by, I'm what, sure. What,
0: what do you get from Apollo Bay? Seeing you've gone to all the trouble of <laughs> writing it with three columns and two different um, they get colours so- of pen.
3: Southern rock lobster. They get scallops, abalone, giant crab, octopus, blacklip abalone, snapper. Black- King George Whiting, Southern Calamari and the Gummy Shark. And I'm sure there's others, but they're the main thing. Oh, the, the Gummy thing.
0: Sharks, here yeah, because they go all the way up the coast. They're very good in Birmingham too, I've Yeah. The Birmingham um, Gummy Shark. Yeah. But let's uh, – okay, so uh, 17th it starts – it goes all the way to the Sunday. Mm-hmm. There's going to be heaps of stuff to eat and drink. Yep. I think it costs $20 A to ticket? get in.
3: Yep.
0: Um, there will be street stalls. That will get you into the talks, which I think, as I said, will be fantastic.
3: There's some amazing conversations. Uh, Corn Dogs
0: doing that. Richard Cornish and um, Hilary McNevin mm-hmm. are doing fabulous, thoughtful talks. Yep. Uh, and it goes deep. It's, it's, it's well, They're
3: actually even having one conversation where it's not going to be on fish. It's going to be about – it's called Eating the Problem. Yeah. It's about eating pests. Yes. So you've got the sea urchins and you've got the octopus, but they're also talking about – I think Paul West is going to be talking about deer.
0: Feral deer. yeah. And I'm feral gonna,
3: pigs, yeah. Uh,
0: we're going to do that as a bit of a challenging subject for probably some of our listeners to talk about uh, – Feral deer, and that that's mainly Gippsland. But let's just go, because I want to spend a bit of time, maybe go a little bit over, uh, in your love of sardines. Tell us about this great fish.
3: Well, it's easy to prepare. Mm-hmm. But more than anything, it's so good for you. Because mm-hmm.
0: it's got the omega-3 fatty acid. It's got so acid. much. It's
3: good for all sorts of things, you know. Yeah. But it's also delicious, and it can be cooked in so many different ways. Mm. So, as a Sicilian, mm-hmm. um, you know, because that's my specialty, you have it in pasta. You can cure them raw. You can stuff them. You can just grill them. Mm. Like there's so many different ways. And
0: what pasta shape should you do with them?
3: What pasta? Well, the famous Sicilian dish is bucatini alle sarde, which is bucatini with wild fennel, sardines, pine nuts, currants, and saffron. Which is it's a big pasta. It's yeah, but still, it's a still, big it's, pasta with that. Because yeah,
0: I would have thought it would have been like linguini, or maybe even going for I mean, you hair. can have
3: any pasta you like.
0: Oh, until you get an Italian next year. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to that. Yeah, you can have any pasta you like.
3: But um, I find bucatini a little bit hard to eat sometimes. Me too. Yeah. I'm going bucatini. So I usually um, do spaghetti with it.
0: Yeah, or linguini. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what's the, but what's the classic dish? Are you pairing? The the oiliness and the saltiness of the sardine mm-hmm. with the sweetness. Currants. Currants.
3: Pine nuts. Pine nuts, oh yeah. And wild fennel, oh. a bit of garlic, a bit of chilli if you want, and saffron is really important. I don't put tomato in it. Some people saffron. will put a tiny little bit of tomato in it, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. just for a little blush.
3: Yep. It's delicious pasta. And <coughs> it sells really well when we have it in the restaurant. It's really, really good.
0: Fennel pollen? No. No, man. This, yeah, I mean, yeah. You don't. Well, have, you don't have tweezers in your apron, in oh, your vest. As no well. one
3: in my kitchen has tweezers. Oh, there's one <laughs> young girl that's just started. It's got tweezers, and I. Like. But are you going to beat her out of it. Beat her out of it. <laughs> she doesn't use them very often. Right. No, no, no. We're not that we're rustic, but we just. And the other thing we do in the restaurant is we use the whole vegetable or the whole fish. We'd actually have very little waste in the restaurant. Mm. So you know we don't just have the broccoli florets and keep the you know, the best part and of the microbes. broccoli is the. It, the stem. No. Yeah, no, the the sorry, I'm being part. provocative. Yeah, I'm sorry. But I don't I'm, use, no, I don't use microphones. It's like
0: I'm prodding you and going, no, yeah. we don't tweezers. <laughs> Stop this, camera. What are you saying? Yeah.
3: Um,
0: so what's the name of this dish again?
3: Uh, uh,
0: pasta. Pasta
3: alle sarde.
0: Sarde. Pasta with sardines. Pasta with sardines, mm. Sicilian. Um, and um, I'm just curious, in this, the the fennel, what, what sort of – you've got the bulb – how are
3: you slicing no. it? Wild well,
0: fennel. Oh, you just got the fronds. The fronds, yeah. Oh, so, so, I mean, it's I mean the finishing.
3: No, 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 no. It's in cooked the, in. Like when you go to Italy or Sicily, you buy wild fennel little bunches, as you would a bunch of parsley. Mm. Here we don't. No one has actually been smart enough, I guess, to actually start producing wild fennel and selling it as a. So I go off. It's a herb. It's a wild, yeah. It's a herb. It's a vegetable, yeah. yeah. But We go out. I go out and I fr- You know, I sort of. You know. Go around the railway line, and I pick it, or my husband picks it for me. But if you can't get wild fennel, you can use the fronds of a normal fennel bowl, But you need that greenness, that sort of um, a
0: slight aniseed that that just goes there. And then, of course, if you marry that with saffron, and then the sweetness of currants.
3: Yeah, a lot of people don't realise the Sicilian cooking has those sort of you know sort of influences from the Moorish, yeah, Moorish influences, Africans, yeah, lots.
0: those those people from south. Because the Greeks don't go for that.
3: Well, I'm from the east coast, which is more Greek influence, whereas mm. the west of Sicily is more of the the African and the Moorish and all the you know the it, Arabic sort of food. That's
0: that's where the saffron gets expressed and the couscous and, and the couscous maybe yeah. maybe a little bit of cinnamon coming into yeah. the cooking yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And let's, the sweet and sour. Let's go back to this favourite thing of yours: these gorgeous sardines. sardines. Um, how should you buy them?
3: Well. I like to buy them whole. Yes. But I can understand that some people are a bit squirmish about getting them whole. Mm. And now there's a South Australian sardine that's coming in that you can buy in packets that are beheaded. Beheaded? Is that they've Port They've got Lincoln? the head off, the Port Lincoln. Yeah, So you can famous. buy them whole without a head or you can buy them filleted. So yeah, and they're amazing. So it's all done for you. Yes. Um, but, you know, I, I like... The freshness of doing it yourself. Mm. And it is easy. I mean, there's a little um, thing on YouTube if you want to learn how to do your own sort of filleting of sardines, which is so simple.
0: It's just the pinch.
3: It's just snap the head. Pinch. Turn it over. Run your fingernail along the A bone, fingernail, right. Yeah. Snap the tail. Pull it off. It's easy. Yeah. And yeah. then you've got to fill it and you and can stuff it.
0: And it's meditative. It is and yeah. you lose yourself in you this do. in this thing of <laughs> just doing this this one thing. All right, so that's one thing. In the time left, which we've mm-hmm. got maybe whoa, one minute, damn it. Uh, maybe can we just talk about some of the other ways that you sardines can be prepared and are canned sardines valid?
3: Oh yeah, they're damn delicious. Right. And they're still good for you. So it, mm. you know, it's not a problem. But um yeah. You buy a good quality one, you, you know, you can sort of toss it through some pasta. And really, if you can't get a fresh sardine, you could almost use a tin sardine with your pasta. It would a- be as good, but you could a- do great. it. Yeah. Uh,
0: and uh, would that be with oil or the spring water?
3: I only ever buy in oil. Yeah. Sometimes if too. I buy sardines or anchovies and that that are in um, spring, spring water, water or a safari, saf- what is it, safflower oil, Yeah. Um, I actually take them out and uh, marinate them in olive oil for a little yeah, while. Yeah,
0: safflower oil. R- 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 yeah, r- yeah. Well,
3: it's very hard to get them. You
0: just open it up and apologise to them. Yeah, but I'm you sorry you went Strain them
3: and put your own olive oil and a few herbs in it and just marinate it for a little while and then use it. It's
0: great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, do you mind, Matt, if I just very quickly do one dish that I, I remember so well? This was one of my very first times I had dried pasta. Uh, a dry pasta rather than a wet, you know, red, yeah, yeah. red sauce. And this thing was called the Earth, the Sun, and the Sea. It was a bit wanky. It came from Albert Park. You know, (laughs) they do that sort of thing. But it was linguine, beautiful like the Port Lincoln type fillets, garlic, which was the earth, and then some bird's eye chili, which oh, yeah. gave it you as yeah. a Sicilian, you go, yeah, come on. yeah. And that was the sun yeah. and it just had a little bit of olive oil. And that is isn't a really beautiful thing to throw together.
3: Yeah. I think sometimes the simpler the pasta, the better, because it is about the pasta and not about the sauce. Mm. And I think sometimes here we tend to over sort of put too many ingredients into a pasta sauce and forget pizzas. about the pasta. Oh, yeah. Totally <laughs> agree agree.
0: Don't start me. Are going to come back again soon?
3: Love to. We need to talk again soon. No worries. Um, Thanks
0: um, for having me and, on. And um, uh, we can look this up. Don't forget, uh, Apollo Bay Seafood Festival, it's on. Uh, Rose's Canteen is is cooking. You got any special sardine dishes on the menu at the moment? When
3: I get sardines, I have them on all the time, but at the moment they're very difficult to get. But, yeah, when the weather's good and Lake Sentrance are coming through or Western Australia, mm. we have them on the menu.
0: Great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rosa Mitchell, it's always a delight to see you. Thank, thank you.
3: you so much. Pleasure.
1: Matt, you got some music for us? Well, there's been a little bit of talk in the news in the last 48 hours about weather balloons. It was a weather balloon. So uh, we thought we'd just take a trip back to 1996. Except this time we sent up F 22 Raptors <laughs> just <laughs> to dispense with it. <laughs> oh, missiles hot!
0: Uh, yes, we saw to that. Uh, Rosa, thanks again.
3: Pleasure. Thank you.
1: This is a podcast from Triple R. An independent media organisation in Melbourne, Australia, Triple R is listener-supported radio and receives no direct government funding. If you would like to financially support Triple R by donating or becoming a subscriber, hit up rrr.org.au to find out how.
2: Things sound a little bit different here, John. Yeah, there's very much a different ambience here. There's no sparrows. No sparrows. I noticed that myself, actually. Yeah. Uh, Because the other day I was eating a pie, and normally they come along and I throw them across, and there was no one around. Oh, maybe we'll get them to come across the road. Uh, John, a very, very good afternoon to you. It's been a while. It's been a while, so I'll say Happy New Year to you and everyone as well. No, you're looking good. yeah, I don't yeah. feel too bad considering we had a rocky start. Yeah. Had an accident, New Year's Day, totaled the car. No. Yeah, the, the, boss, the, yeah, yeah, right. the boss lady's got a fractured rib. Oh. But uh, then we got over that, and um, on the 9th, we moved across the road. We picked up the benches and moved, and we've yes. got a new refrigerator, and we're just trying to get used to the ambience. Because, um, as you can see, it feels different, sounds different. It's, it's ambience and a change of aspect. Yeah, it's not noisy now, but it gets very, very noisy later. Really? Yeah, it does. And notice that the elevation has increased. Oh, definitely. It's. Um, you're up in the high country. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard walking up the hill sometimes, but yeah. you'll find us in sea shed, so yep. you won't have any problems with that.
0: All right. So just to uh, so you uh, you know for sure, John is still here. Tomato
2: City. The sign went up the other day again. Yep. It looks nice and clean.
0: Yeah, so it's just really ac- uh, across the road from H Shed. Um, now you're directly
2: across from the meat hall. Yes, we are. And um, all our regulars have been very good. They've come and found us where we are. Good. And they're, they're very happy because I got a lot of texts and phone calls uh, while I was off saying, where are you, John? Why where are you? We're, we're are missing you? the tomatoes. So It yeah. made me feel very proud, very proud to keep going. Oh,
0: yeah, and so it should, too, because, um, well, that's why people come and see you. Um, So how long will uh, this move be taking place?
2: Well, it's going to be a while. eh? Oh, I'll tell you very quickly. Um, They built the skyscraper across the road there on the Munro side in two years. Mm. Now, this is a small footprint, six storeys, four down to above floor, and another small building. They're going to take three years because they've got to fund it themselves they don't have any partners to fund it with and it's disgraceful so if you guys feel um, about it write to the Lord Mayor and the town planner and tell them what you think about it three years for a little project and um, I'm sure that they're hoping that uh, a lot of the H&I Shed traders will give up and um, they'd like to put food vans and that down in H Shed if I'm here we'll never let it happen so hopefully we'll keep going you're
0: alluding to a hidden agenda.
2: Yeah, even though they've given it to us in writing that we will go back, um, I don't have much faith in uh, the people running the show at the moment. Whoa. So okay. we'll leave it at that. All right. Well,
0: with that bombshell, we'll, um, we'll move on to, to produce. Um, the good news is John is still here. His son is still here. Joey's still here doing that, making a beautiful... Uh, uh, display because he loves doing that and he's very very good he with does. that. He
2: got the passion from his grandfather.
0: Yeah, yeah, he certainly and has. He's just having a chat to uh, punter at the moment. But one thing that you do have here before we get on to produce is um, the luxury of a brand new
2: cool room. Yes, I um, it must be amazing. I, I must say that the council did help us with that. They've. Um, paid for most of the fridge Mm. Uh, we put very little in the fridge if we can help it only things that are really going to suffer in the heat Um, because as you know we don't put our tomatoes in the fridge and um, a lot of other things are best left out so they have more longevity Mm. because if you put things in the fridge it breaks their sugar cycles and so on Uh, especially tomatoes they crystallise in the middle so even when we do put things in a fridge, we make sure that they're not getting the direct cold from the uh, fans so they don't burn. Yeah. Uh, and it is a luxury, yes, because it does help. Uh, it can get very brutal here in the summer. Oh, yeah. We had 40 degrees and, and more some days last year and a year before. Yes. And I reckon we're going to have some beautiful hot ones at the end of February.
0: Uh, just in case people are asking and sort of not shouting at the radio, but maybe they might be just the eyebrow might have come up and gone... Yeah, all right. Where do we store our tomatoes? What's what's the best place to store tomatoes, if not in the fridge?
2: If your kitchen's warm, I'd say to people, put them on a platter in the pantry. Mm. um, Or even the cupboard where it's dark and cool. But if your kitchen's not too hot, put them on the bench. And another thing is, don't handle your tomatoes or bananas or anything like that. Because the more you handle them, the quicker they ripen. um, You could bruise them. Nothing worse than having a tomato or a banana with a thumbprint on it.
0: Mm. Yeah, okay. Uh, and, uh, and sunshine. Should we uh, in sunshine, out of sunshine?
2: Uh, a lot of the oldies buy their tomatoes greener and put them on a the windowsill. ripen them. Yeah, uh, I them. don't like to do that because sometimes, you know, you might be out and you get a really hot day and don't realise it and your tomato starts to broil. And fall uh, over. And fall over. Yeah. So, um, yeah, better either put them in a, a cooler spot uh, and if they're not ripe enough, put them in a warmer spot. Yeah. And we've been blessed, even though our Doncaster tomatoes are about eight weeks behind, because most of the Victorian tomato crops got done by the rain. It was too wet, so they lost their plantings. So he may not start for another two or three weeks. But we've been lucky. We've got beautiful tomatoes out of Murray Bridge. They're nice and vibrant and crunchy and fragrant. Yeah, uh, I've already had people That's what coming. we've missed. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, a, a, a general question, let's zoom out, you're, you're alluding to it, um, because of the rain, because of the clouds, because of the lack of sun, um, I'd put to you that it's been a bit of a slow growing season, is that a fair comment?
2: Yeah, definitely, um, we've just got the first batch of sauce tomatoes, yeah. last year I heard there was some in the market before Christmas, mm. so it, it's um, five weeks behind. Um, and the tomatoes will come through, but not a lot, I've been told. So mm. they'll be much more expensive, the sauce tomatoes. Really? Cellar uh, tomatoes, well, we'll see what Tony sends us. If not, there's plenty from Murray Bridge as well. So mm. we'll, we'll always have good stuff. We'll deal with the price.
0: Yeah, uh, coming up next uh, on the show, Duncan Buchanan's going to be having a chat to us about wine vintage. And uh, that has sort of been the same sort of thing that we're looking at a delayed vintage, a later vintage and a slower ripening um, grapes out there in the
2: vineyard. Yeah, sometimes that can be a good thing. Yeah, it can um, be. uh, I'm sure that sometimes, you know, you don't have um, the quality of grape, smaller berries, less fruit, like, you know, where you might have got, say, 10 litres you might get 7 litres and Mm -hmm. you know, that'll affect price as well um, and quantity as well, so But then again, you know, like we always say, this is a lucky country, maybe the late burst of um, warm weather will make them pick up their socks and grow, 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 so who knows? Quite possible, quite
0: possible, I was looking forward to, uh, I think it's going to be 30 degrees next Friday, I haven't looked forward to that, so that uh, we'll see what happens. Um, Now, I have um, promised you that we're, we're going to do a very, very quick market report and maybe have a... A bit of a, a better you'll sort of yarn to each other. Maybe next week. Maybe I'll even might be able to get a cup of coffee because that doesn't look set up yet. Properly. No,
2: no, Does we're it? a little bit behind. Yeah, um, where's the holy today? water?
0: Uh, the holy water's there. Don't worry. Oh, either. good. Okay, right. Okay. Yeah, know there. It's always good. Okay, well let's uh, let's do a pick of the
2: market. All right, well, we'll do your show and tell pick of the market because. Yep. um We've got it's so it's all capsicums
0: and one cucumber.
2: Yeah, we, we've got so many beautiful capsicums and bullhorns horns and so on. Mm. Um, we've got yellow and red banana chilies, which are spicy today. Cool, are People have been buying them and either frying them up or even chopping them up into the salad. The girls were telling me. Yep. Then we've got our normal red capsicum. These came. This is an ugly one, but we've got some beautiful, vibrant, big ones and small not, ones for stuffing. Not stopping. that ugly. It's got um, a little bit of a mark on it yeah, there. Yeah, this one's going to go into the fryer when I get home. Yes. Um, uh, and then we've got the bullhorns, and we've been spoilt. We've got uh, long, gold bullhorns. We've got chocolate cover, and they don't have chocolate in, like some people hope. <laughs> they just um, did. We were talking to a woman before. Yeah, we've chocolate? got green bullhorn, which a lot of um, my young Asian customers like to stuff them with pork mints. Oh, yeah. And they put them in a the hot pot. Yep. Um or they even just fry them and they're beautiful. Mm. Uh, and they're crunchy. Now the bullhorn is a little bit dearer, they're thicker flesh, uh they're sweeter, believe it or not, than the other red capsicums and, and that can be very something. That's saying something. Yeah. Uh and I've got a, an orange one. It's strange, you know, you don't think that capsicum would be orange, maybe yellow and well a darker colour, but yeah. and they're lovely. They're all very, very sweet. Um This is the shape of a normal capsicum. It's not long. Uh, It's good to eat raw in a salad or even um, grill it, you know, the colours. Most of the girls, they buy a little bit of gold and a little bit of chocolate, a little bit of orange, a little bit of red, a little bit of yellow, uh, and put one hot one in there, grill them up, and... On the plate, oh, it's, it's like getting heaven, you know. You've got looks, you've got flavour, you've got texture, you've got aroma. Aroma, Aroma, yeah, aroma. Yeah. a little bit of garlic and parsley and salt, that's all you need. And a really, and an really good loaf of bread. And a good loaf of bread. Well, that goes without saying. Yeah, that's
0: what you want, that, uh, that pasta to do it on the side. This orange one is interesting in that it's it's quite ridged. Um, yes, it's yes, not it's a smooth sort too. of thing. And it really reminds me of, for some reason,
2: a lantern. You know, I don't know why, but it just does it. So, um, so they they all taste great. They all taste great. All different prices. Anything yep. from six dollars to fifteen dollars a kilo. Yep. Uh, some say they are expensive, but when they try them, mate, they always come. Even if you buy one or two, mm. you know, you got that pleasure of having something different.
0: And, um, and I love that stuffing that we've talked about many, many times. Uh, the best bre- breadcrumbs you can even make yourself like yes. you do. Uh, panko breadcrumbs, if not, or other breadcrumbs. A little bit of sweetness. Some currants, some parsley, some walnuts. Maybe garlic? No, Yeah, not pe- yeah, yeah, garlic can, yeah
2: salt, pepper. Put a little bit of cheese in if you like, but yep. that makes it much richer. Yep. A little bit of salt and pepper. Um, oh, anchovies, and if, if, and if you like. And, oh, oh, absolutely anchovies.
0: Um, but if you um, Should you put a little bit of
2: liquid in there or oil just to bind the it up a little oil bit? Oil from the anchovies, because as you know, you know you have sun-dried tomatoes and anchovies in oil yeah. or artichoke and oil. You never throw that oil out. You always use it in your dressings or in your stuffings and just to, to make it a little bit more liquid. Yeah, um, and love you, that. Yeah, And you can either grill them uh, sorry fry them or put them in the oven in a pan with a little bit of ol- olive oil over them and they'll cook up beautiful that's what i do okay pick of the market well that was half of my pick of the market yeah. the other half we had green beans last week which were rather tragic this week they were like butter and people have to understand when you touch a bean and it feels really soft like butter that's the best bean you can ever eat you yeah. break them in half they're full of jelly they're not dry. You just steam them very quickly. They ran away. They, they were $10 today. You can buy beans around the market for $3, but you wouldn't eat them. I've uh, got beautiful peas. Sounds like
0: that's Frank Sinatra song. Yeah. To dream the impossible bean. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and uh, we got beautiful peas Sorry. from Gippsland Way. Yeah. They're beautiful. Uh, a lot of people have been eating them raw more than anything. Mm. Uh, there's plenty of collies, broccoli. You name it, we got it all. Um, the benches are beautiful. They look the same as when we were down in H. It took a lot of work to get it right, but we got it right. Mm. And again, walk around, have a look. There's a lot of fruit out there. A lot of lovely cherries still. We're selling nectarines and peaches, which are beautiful. You've got to take some and try them, Cam.
0: Okay? Great. We'll get on to the fruit maybe next oh, week. Yeah. We'll look, I'm going to uh, run away. John, love the new place um, up on the hill. We'll uh, will talk to you. Uh, and again,
2: where is that? What row are you in? Sea Shed. Sea for Charlie, yeah. number eight. We were seven down there, yeah. eight up here. We've grown a number.
0: Yeah. So if you want to get a, a reconnaissance
2: sort of, if you're at the Meat Hall, uh, head directly west and you'll find. Joy. And all, all the stalls are basically in the same position as well. Yeah. No. So you still got Robbie next door. All right. See you later. Have a beautiful week as usual.
1: You're listening to a triple r podcast discover more podcasts from triple r exploring science technology food books social issues politics and more to listen hit up the triple r website or your favorite podcast platform
4: so now it's time for duncan buchanan's wonderful world of wine
1: You're just enjoying the clavinet. I am! Oh I gotta turn you on, there we go. There we go. Oh. I am. There we go. Oh
0: more clavinet. Oh come on, we hardly have any time left in the show. We probably we probably need to get to Duncan. Do you do you love your clavinet?
4: Uh oh, more than life itself, Cam, I must admit. Was, uh-huh. I when you, when you, uh, you were doing a show with Kent on the, uh, the Beach Shack a couple of weeks ago and you played yeah. um, uh, uh, "Use Me by... Um is Bill with us, and has got a chocolate yes. cl- clavinet in it. And I tried to text it through to your clavinet, but Siri sent it through as clever net. Oh, thought, oh, that's what that was all about. I thought yes, maybe I thought, you'd I, just I, been <laughs> on the hard
0: stuff early, and I just thought <laughs> I'd leave you in that one. Uh, that's Duncan
4: peeking a little bit with, too early. He's been, someone's been on the side. Get Alex, like, how are we? We good? <laughs>
0: Oh, look better for hearing your voice, really, because no, um, flattery, so. this is uh, this is the part of the show that we're we're all really looking forward to. We've got uh, Duncan Buchanan, the uh, the great uh, winemaker, uh, mm-hmm. vineyard manager, uh, friend of Riesling, and <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, but,
4: speaking of re- speaking of Riesling, I to yeah, jump in on you there. You guys been smashing it out of the park food wise this uh, this show. I reckon you're really, really speaking. My language with the um, oh, the yeah, sardines, with, sardines, Riesling, that's made in heaven. Yes, that the whole thing of cooking with the seasons, too. I mean, yesterday it was just a little snapshot of winter, so bang, boom, you slam do? shoulder, slam shoulder, lamb shoulder, shoulder, straight bang. in the oven. Yeah, exactly. And as we speak, the, the very lovely Lucy's in the kitchen. Making the rest of that um, lamb shoulder into shepherd's pie for tonight to make your food dollar stretch further. Oh, did you
0: hear? We've been talking about this, and we should talk about wine. I know we will, but uh, we'll get there. Adam Lea's latest book, um, mm. cookbook, um, and incidentally, you won't hear any Adam Lea on this um, this show because. Um, and for, he's, he's so busy, he's eschewed all media commitments, so apparently he's not talking to anyone. But uh, he came oh, really? up with this great idea, yep. and uh, this goes into uh, Stedman's um, secret Ooh. shame, mm-hmm. uh, his great love of potato gems. And instead of putting oh, um, yeah. a mashed potato on top of the shepherd's pie, you just cover it with potato gems.
4: <laughs> oh man! He's yeah. brilliant uh, in uh, its simplicity. Uh, huh? uh, that's right. That, that, that's right up there with barbecuing. Dim Sims. Uh, call call him <laughs>
0: Bogan hors d'oeuvres. We love them. Bogan hors d'oeuvres. <laughs> Bogan
4: hors d'oeuvres, eh? You cut them in half at least. Yeah. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. Quickly boil them, quickly steam or boil them and cut them in half and uh, just quickly put them on the barbecue. People stare down their nose, but they always come but back always for They always eat it, and I bet you oh, yeah.
0: they'd come back for more too. <laughs> God, especially if to you get some smoky flavour into it. Like if you did like on a, in a Weber, like something with um, – yeah. Uh, you know, a, b- a bit of bit of smoke there. That'd be damned awesome.
4: Yeah, I like the idea. Anyway, we digress as
0: we do. Sunshine. Not a lot of it around.
4: No. Not a lot no, of no, mean no. temperature around either. No, well, there has been. I mean, yeah, January has been beautiful. January was actually pretty nice. Um, mm. I know because I didn't, I didn't work for all of it, which was just sensational. <laughs> yes. But there's uh, so a lot of time at the beach, which was good. But there, it was good weather. But we have had this little bit of a cold snap at the moment. Hmm. Which is, I mean, a season that was already running late is going to be running even later. Now, to give you a bit of a snapshot, people put nets on their vines, right, uh, to pre- protect them from birds getting in. Yeah. And once you put your nets on, you probably got about six weeks, depending, before you pick your grapes. Really? So a lot of yeah, a lot of places are only just uh, are only just netting now
0: because the Verizon has um, uh, gone forward to an extent that. Birds look down and go, oh, I could eat that.
4: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. so the on as Cam it's said, my... that's when you... Cam, you...
0: Cam Smith's in, insight into a bird's mind. <laughs>
4: you don't even need me to do this This part of the show. <laughs> go on, Smith tell us, Stevens. tell us. But, um, but as they, so that stage called on is when they start to change colour and they soften. Yeah. Um, and they become Softened. a bit more uh, appealing to birds. Yeah. So that's that's when we that's when we throw the nets over the vines. But fortunately, around that time, mm. you're also you're through the uh, the disease window for powdery mildew because you're um because there's a certain cha- okay question back to you, Cam. Yeah. Why would powdery mildew not want to uh, get onto your grapes around raisin? What's happening with your berries? <sighs>
0: Berries are swelling, they're taking all the moisture and it's all going into the berries and maybe there's not so much going along the stomata
4: of the leaves. Well, that's a, that's a pretty good stab in the dark, but you're 100% wrong. Yeah,
0: thanks, um, Yeah, good. No worries. Had a go. No, had the, a go. Yeah, he had a crack. Yeah, you didn't leave it. Red hot.
4: Why? You left it all in the pack. No, there's a P, the pH change in the berries. Oh, no, it it, the bloody pH. Yeah, I, okay. I, I, I thought you were going to go for the for the sugars accumulating with stopper, which is what what a lot yes. of people think. But It's actually pH change in yeah. the berries will stop. Powder mildew, so that's a big one because, of course, as soon as you put your nets on your on your vines, yeah. you can't you can't get it, you can't access it to spray.
0: Oh, oh, that's a problem. And um, uh, and, they, and and and, and powdery mildew is a, a fungus.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's one, it's one of those really nasty ones. I mean, downy mildew, we talk about a lot needs moisture and it needs heat. So that can be a bit of a problem. But um, but mm. down but powdery mildew doesn't. Powdery mildew likes it like today, low twenties, grey, mm. dry. So mm. it's good that it's good that we're past that phase. Yeah. Um, so now you just you know, you've done all this work for the year and you throw your nets over your vineyard and then you cross your fingers and you stare skyward and just pray for some decent weather. But it's it's going yeah. it's looking good, I must admit. This is a really good time. This is really good timing for good quality. Okay, we're talking Pinot and Chardonnay because that's mm. what I principally grow. Um, the, this is really good ripening for Pinot and Chardonnay. They like to ripen in cooler weather, and we've said this a million times. The, the yeah. good flavour, the lovely flavours that we get out of those two varieties and Pinot Gris, mm. they like to develop slowly. So when you've got, you know, mid to high 20s, which we're staring down the barrel of next week, fair bit of sunshine and just nice stable weather that you just get beautiful quality um, grapes, you know, ripening. Mm. But we just need about six weeks of that. So – and back to – and we spoke a bit earlier about how crap um, autumn uh, – sorry, spring had been. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't raining, it was windy. Yeah, and if it
0: was, uh, Yeah, and we were talking about that thing that I always get wrong where you have – Some berries um, start growing and some are sort of held up and it uh, becomes, what is it, hen and and chicken.
4: Well done. You got one right. One out of two. Well done. That's Thank good. you. Thank you. You messed up. The, you messed up the powdery mildew one. Yeah, you I head and chicken out. Of but, the I'm,
0: but I'm. But I'm back. Well, I've got. I had that wrong twice before I got it right. So yeah, that's fine. Yeah. So but, um, head no, and chicken no, is where you have um, uh, 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 deviation in groves in, in your in your bunches.
4: Yeah, big and small berries. Yeah. Or okay, you, you, you,
0: oh, you can put it that way in better English, <laughs> yes, good.
4: <laughs> but uh, you end up you can end up in a situation where you have within your bunch in that mm. sort of situation you can have berries of different ripeness. So you can have really ripe ones and really underripe. So it's very yeah. really difficult to make your picking decisions around that. There's, cause, you know, one berry might look really good, one might look really bad. So you can end up with kind of sweet and sour looking wines. But there's a little, I, you know, I don't want to speak across the board. I know a lot of vineyards were absolutely smashed during that. Oh, during yeah, the, you want to talk about the hail? Yeah. Well, I, I, haven't, I haven't even, man, I haven't even um, assessed that one yet. We just got flogged upon on Friday night. It was, you know, rain of, hail of biblical proportions. I was, you know, placating my youngest for about two hours because she thought the house was going to blow away. Really? Um, yeah, it was mad. Because you said but, um,
0: it came up on the radar as being black.
4: Yeah, yeah, I don't know if, if any of you are nerds like me and just love the the bomb ra- rain radar loops. I'd live on that. I absolutely adore it. But I was watching that come across, and these, uh, you know, r- red a red dot. If you like a red colour rain, or, yeah. or you know, whether is, is that's pretty heavy. When that's it goes full black, on. It's full yeah, on. that's 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 amazing. But it, it's seriously black dots above our house, and it was just out of control. So I haven't been out to the vineyards to have assessed the damage for that just yet. Fortunately, some, you know, like I said before, a few of the vineyards have nets on. That does offer some form of protection. There's at least a bit of a barrier. Yes, yes. Uh, but but hail hey, like, it really hit above McCray and Rosebud Rileys. So I don't know whether it extended up the hill or not. But the um the spring that we had did knock a few vineyards about, and they didn't have a lot of fruit on there. Mm. But it's um. Uh, there, there has been a lot more fruit on the vine than anybody was hoping for. So it's uh, it's looking positive. It's looking a bit – there's a, a, a fair bit more fruit in most – in a lot of cases, there's a fair bit more fruit on the vine than what we had last year, which was just so low. Good quality, but just not a lot of fruit. So we're, we're hopeful that, um, yeah, we'll get, we'll get some, good, some good weather between now and say mid to late March and – Drag off some good fruit and hopefully make some good bees. That's what we like to do.
0: Can't wait to hear about it. What's that in your glass?
4: Yeah. What's in my glass? Yes. Yeah. Shock, horror, nothing. Nothing yet? Nothing. No, just nothing. Nothing this month. Feb fast. I'm off it. Give the. Uh, i would try to do this, you know, a couple times a year. Just go, no, nah. I'll give it a break for a month. And it uh, feels good. Although, you know. When you've got a lovely plate of uh, opium in front of you, (laughs) lamb lamb shoulder sitting in front of you on a Saturday night, you're like. God damn, I'm thirsty. God dang. <laughs> but said, it, just make, it, make, it makes it look, it makes it look good once You jump back you, on. So, you, uh, no, I'll just give it a rest for a bit.
0: You did say to me before, I said, "Well, you know, I'm giving up alcohol, but nobody said anything about opium." So, you know, <laughs> hey, that's uh,
4: whatever gets you through. Come on, a man, yeah. A man, a man is not a cow. <laughs> And also,
0: we need to um, acknowledge and um, and give uh, warm applause. It's more than a, a golf clap. The fact that uh, you have rejoined, or you were the, um, you are now with Stonia oh, on the peninsula. Oh,
4: we, yeah, I'll start with those guys tomorrow. So it's, a, it's an awesome run through. So this whole riesling thing that we've had going was for some mm. people that used to work for out in Great Western. Yep. And that same group of people have recently acquired Stonia um, on the Mornington Peninsula. Needed a winemaker. Oh, so they've acquired it, right? And yeah, so and so it's really exciting because Stania was started 40 odd years ago by a bloke called Brian Stonia and mm. then it was sold to you know, big corporation that you know ran it the way that they do, and um, read into that what you will. And then um, we Jeez, and then they must have deep acquired.
0: pockets to buy a vineyard on the peninsula. God, the land oh. must be I, I don't even yeah, think about that. But you're also uh, geographically. Sure. Um, you're right next to a great place to go and grab some lunch if ever you feel like a boozy lunch.
4: Oh, Merrick's Steril Store, yes, yeah, really good. and and great supporters of my brand Prosimo, too. They they're really really great people. No, they are lovely they, people. They're awesome people, and yeah, they go through a lot of my I've got I've got to take my hat off to them. and They're great. So it's it's a really nice little area to be working, and the way they look at it with the whole Stonia thing, it's a um, it's like a brand new wine company that's forty years old. You know, it's gonna we're going to reinvent the, you know, not reinvent, just to re, rejuvenate that label over the years. How, so um, how old are
0: Oh, I gotta go. I was going to say how old were the violence, but <laughs> we'll talk about that some other time. Duncan, love you. Work up
4: to, 40, up to forty years old. There you go. These are I Love your Work more. Cam Smith and Matthew Stedman. Enjoy Sunday, kids. Love yous.
0: Got you. Rock. See you later. Matt Steadman, <laughs> thank you for a glorious show. He's great snappy. to see you. He's on time. He's great. Yeah. You know, everyone's been really, really great today. Rosa Mitchell. Uh, don't forget Rosa's canteen down there in the city. Matt, thank you
1: again. Thank you, Cam. Thank you, listeners. Good to be back. See you all next week. Hi,
0: this is Cam Smith, and you've been listening to the podcast of Triple R's Eat It, a weekly radio show about food and drink, broadcast live on Triple R from Melbourne, Australia, every Sunday. Hope you enjoyed the podcast, and feel free to get in touch
4: with us via the Triple R website.